podcast Hi. so we actually acquired a podcast filming studio in the Halifax Public Library Whoop. so let <laughs> so let us know what you guys think about the quality of this podcast episode if okay. the audio is good all credit goes to me if it's bad blame so hell yeah yeah totally <laughs> period period if you watch the time lapse we're currently sharing microphones <laughs> yeah. anyways, moving on. anyways moving on so today um we have a really exciting episode um we're, it's, we're talking about the DAT today, so the dental aptitude test you need to take to get into dental school. So me and Sohail spent our summer writing the DAT, um, and so yeah, we're just going to share a bit of our experiences, what we've learned, and... So to start off, <laughs> <laughs> there's two types of DATs, and the ones that Paige and I wrote was the Canadian DAT, which is able to get you into any Canadian school. However, a lot of Canadian schools also accept the other form, which is the American DAT. What's the difference, Sohail? Well, the difference is just the American dad has a lot more information on it, on, like, organic chemistry, calculus. Damn. So and physics, I think. And physics. So, realistically, if you want to just have an easier summer, <laughs> then I would suggest taking the Canadian dad if you want to apply to Canadian uh, dental schools. Easy is a bold statement, but <laughs> easier. <laughs> easier, I guess. Easier. <laughs> no, no organic chem is a pretty big W. True. <laughs> w. Also, the fact that it's called the dental aptitude test, I thought it was just dental, dental admissions, admissions test. test? Yeah, like, where did I that come so. from? What does that even mean? <laughs> aptitude for dentistry. I wonder what the L stat stands for, because you would think law. it's all the same. I'll Google it. I law. thought it was law admissions test. No, well, I'll, I'll, dentistry let's, 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 aptitude test. Go on. Who, let, let's, get, let's get some guesses here. What do, you guys, <laughs> what do you guys think the S stands for? Vote in the comments. No, no. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I think L stat is law school admissions test. Okay. Paige? Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Aptitude. Law school aptitude test. Um, law school administration test. Okay, so I'm actually, you guys all went to school, but yeah, it is law school admission test. Yeah. Wow. wow. So the dentist just wanted to be <laughs> special. Yeah. So there's th- three main sections on the DAT that can be broken down into the biology chemistry section, the PAT section. Which is perceptual ability. Perceptual ability. And the reading section. So wait, this is the Canadian dad, right? This is the Canadian okay. dad. Yeah, we can't talk about <laughs> the American <laughs> we dad. We didn't American look into it. We're leaving that behind us. Now. That is correct. Okay, We're saying that if you want to apply to Canada, go yeah. for the Canadian dad. Okay. Anyway, so this is all Canadian dad. Anyways, go sections. Okay. So the uh, PAT, the perceptual ability, is the one that students have the least familiarity with, and there's like six different actual tests within that. Okay, let's explain what it is. So basically. How, do, how would you sum up the perceptual ability? Well, I would say that some of the questions on it would be some that you might traditionally see in like those online IQ tests where they want to see like what your 3D visual brain is like. Yeah, so it's like basically testing like your brain's comprehension of shapes. Yeah, basically like depth perception kind of that's a, that's that is like part of it all sorts of every okay maybe we'll just talk about the sections and Visual you can see acuity, what you think all those like so it's a bit yeah like it's like to see if you are able to take a shape in three-dimensional space no, not even visual acuity makes sense because there's so many okay let's just break down the types mm-hmm. okay so one that's m- pretty easy to grasp is angle ranking so they'll present you with four different angles and they'll ask you to rank them from the smallest until the largest and so you'll see 
Some of them are really easy. There will be like a mix of acute and obtuse angles. Some of them will be like all obtuse angles. And then they'll also like change the orientation of them on the screen. So they're not all facing the same way and that legs aren't the same lengths. So they make it harder. But that one's that's one that's easy to understand. Yeah, the worst one to do, but easiest to understand. <laughs> okay, so but going in order, um, the first one that you'll find is keyholes. So they present you with a 3D it's technically 3D, 2D to your screen, obviously, shape. And they'll present you with four different holes. Um, and you need to select which one, the object that they've given you, which hole it will fit through the best. Right. <laughs> and so, obviously, you might think, okay, just pick the biggest hole. Well, no, it has to be <laughs> like a... <laughs> 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 that, along that line, have you guys seen there's like that TikTok or Instagram reel? It goes like through the square hole. <laughs> it goes through the square <laughs> hole. It's the tri- okay, the, the, the triangular prism. Which, which hole do you think that goes into? Tri- no, it goes to the square hole. That's the biggest hole. No, it has to fit perfectly. That's like the yeah. main key. So it can't be too big. It literally needs to fit through like perfect mistanser <laughs> it needs to fit through perfectly there needs to be no holes no gaps no shoving and every single part oh and it also has to go oh my god mistanser okay anyway it needs to go through the hole exactly and it has to go all the way through like it can't get stuck through the hole anyway um so then yeah the next one you'll see is angle ranking the one after that is top front end so this one was my worst section and so, Hale, can you try to explain it? I don't even know how it Yeah, works. so, again, you're presented with, like, um, it, you have to be able uh, to basically, instead of going from the, uh, w- with the keyhole, you have the three-dimensional <laughs> shape presented to you, and then you go to, like, a two-dimensional face of it. Yeah. But with the top front end, you're presented with the two-dimensional side, and you have to be able to recreate the three-dimensional image in your head and then see another one of the two Okay, let's go sides. fundamental. So... There is what a top. Hell, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there, the there's three options. Mm-hmm. There's you either are given a two D image of the top of an object. Yep. The face, like the f- the front of the front object, of the object, or, or the, the side, side of the, the object. object. Hence the name top, front, end. And okay. from yeah. and so they'll e- they'll give you. Th- Two, of, two these, of those images. And you need to fill in the third. So right. they'll give you a f- top and a front. Right. Or a front right. and an end. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And so from these 2D faces, you need to pick which one will be the third mystery face. Right. So. What a terrible topic to <laughs> podcast about. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible start. If you're seeing it on the time lapse, you can see our hands going <laughs> all over the As place. As if that will help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, it sounds confusing, and I remember, it is confusing. I remember watching you guys doing practice questions in the summer, and so he would show me, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, I don't know." <laughs> that just to be fair, this one's the worst one to understand. Yeah, the <laughs> other two, um, the other few are easier to understand. So then you have one where it's like called hole punching. That one, what they do is you take a piece of paper, uh, they'll show folds on that piece of paper, and then they'll put a hole punch through it, and then they'll say, okay, you unfold that piece of paper, where are the holes going to be? It's kind of easy to understand, right? The next one is cube counting. So they give you a 3D shape of Again. cubes. Um, there's a bunch of like rules pertaining to the cubes. Like There's no ambiguous cubes. Um, well, holes. okay, I'll just explain it more in general. So, like, once you have that three-dimensional pictures of the cubes, um, they'll say, okay, this image, this figure has been painted, right? Like, dipped in paint. Dipped in paint with the only face or of it no. not touching the paint is the bottom face. 
okay? So basically, paint's been poured on it. Yeah. if you had the shape on the table, you just poured paint on top. There's no paint touching the bottom, right? So now they're like, how many faces of the cubes are painted? Ah, okay. So if it was a corner piece, right? If it was a corner piece at the very top of it, then if it's not touching anything else, if it was just a cube, right? Then you would have three of the faces painted. This is so frustrating to try to explain. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost like 20 viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally like getting annoyed trying to listen to this. Like this is terrible. I feel like... Let's just talk about it more generally because we're not going to... Wait, okay. I have a question for you guys. Okay, so just someone who hasn't done this section, just listening to like what you guys are saying, basically it just seems like they're giving you a bunch of little puzzles that they want you to picture and solve in your head. And I think that's actually kind of interesting because I haven't heard of anything like that on any other type of these tests. Why do you think that that's relevant to dental school? Thank like you for saving us, Katie. This is, really, <laughs> this is very good. So I actually was talking about it when I was shadowing a dentist. And so basically when you're working on a person, when you're like in their mouth, they are laying down and you are behind them. So you are looking at the anatomy that you know reversed mm. and upside down. <coughs> so this section is relevant because all the anatomy that you know about the tooth, you need to flip it upside down and turn it to its side and cock it upside down and all these things. Like it makes sense that you have to like do these things. Yeah. And this is the way that they test your ability. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, now follow-up question. So for this section, this is th everything you just described, all these different uh, aptitude tests, it, it's all packed. It's all in the pat section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one more. We might as well finish this terrible explanation. Yeah. The last one is basically what you had to do every year in grade three, which was they present you with a, like, a it's pattern folding. A net of a 3D image, and they're like, fold it, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they present you with, like, and then you have to just pick the one that's correct. Okay. Anyways, so that's the pat section. So, so all, all you'll get at least how many questions from each of these types? Like, is it, are you guaranteed to have? 15. You have 15 from each one uh, for a total of 90 questions to answer within 60 minutes. Yeah. So the biggest struggle with the pat oh, is yeah. timing. You have to look at, oh, yeah. So you have to look at it, know exactly what you want immediately. You really can't spend more than, like, 30 seconds answering it. That's the issue. You 30 can't seconds per question. Like, it would probably, like, if you wanted to do, like, perfectly on it, it would probably take four hours. And, like, don't worry. Like, there, we are going to suggest some resources to make the learning process for this a lot easier. But this is something you've never done, so it's yeah. just everyone's going in blind. Okay, let's move on, because this is really frustrating to try to talk about. Um, <laughs> so we mentioned that there was um, a biology-chemistry section. That's, so it's like, called the natural life sciences. Yeah, natural sciences. Right. So... Basically, a lot of what you're going to be seeing there is stuff that you would have seen in your first and second year of undergraduate doing biology and chemistry courses. However, um, one of the things that is particularly more difficult to wrap your head around is taxonomy. Okay, let's be specific. For us, it was For more. us, yeah, sure. Like if you're a biology major, it might be your easiest. Yeah. Like, but if yeah. you've done like biology 1020, there yeah. is no like taxonomy on there yeah. particularly, right? Did we not learn about plants? Anyway, you wouldn't remember any of that. Wait, like, the talk taxonomy about plants, though. Like, not we're not talking about just like oh, no. Let's let's go generally. And plants, right? Let, let's go generally. Okay, Kay. so what do they talk about on the biology section? Well, um, they will talk about like cellular, like stuff, like cell biology, particularly. They'll talk about genetics. They'll talk about evolution, which is actually a lot more heavily tested than it is on the MCAT. Uh, they will talk about um, taxonomy, like we were mentioning. So, like, plants and animal diversity. Plants and animal diversity. 
and then there, uh, there's human anatomy human like anatomy. physiology but then the one thing about the human anatomy is that they will intertwine it with the anatomy of all those other taxonomies that you actually studied so when you learn about a respiratory system you'll learn about the respiratory system of a human and then you'll also learn about the respiratory system of like a worm right yeah so if you <laughs> so if you took biology you'll be fine it's just hard like as a medical science student going into it because half the biology section is content that you've never reviewed and this is your first time learning it yeah i feel like in any of those type of tests like it's hard to go into it with like oh i've seen this before like i studied for the mcat the past summer this past summer and there were still things that i had to teach myself like i feel like it's hard to cover all your bases mm -hmm. but i feel like if you're in a bachelor of science like generally you would have enough to like have a good start and you'd probably sabotage yourself a little bit if you tried getting everything from just your courses because yeah. there's no way you're going to get everything within the most recent term like prior to taking the exam and you're going to have to come back to refresh it anyways and unless your memory is like a steel trap when you learned it in class yeah. uh, you're probably going to teach reteach yourself a couple yeah. of things bare minimum i have a question then so when you guys were writing mcat in the biology section let's just do that um how much content do you think like on a per like percentage wise how much content do you think you learned in class um, honestly, when I studied for the MCAT, I barely studied bio. I feel like because specifically being in the med sci program, the fact that we have to take both those physiology courses, a lot of the bio on the MCAT is physiology. So mm -hmm. taking first year bio, cell biogenetics, like literally, I feel like that was my most like covered section. Like I actually felt like that was pretty good. So you guys, it just sounds like you have a lot more biology on the DAT than the MCAT. Yeah. Uh, there are, however, some caveats. Keep um, keeping going with this. We can. I wasn't finished my thought there. Oh, okay. Um, what I was gonna say about the dat was that I think that we learned fifty percent of it max. It's oh, I of all the biology that we could have known. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just it's harder going in as a med size student to the dat biology section. Right. Okay. I agree. Your caveat. Um, the caveat compared to like w the MCAT is that. The third section and the final section, the reading. We didn't talk about the chem section yet. Uh, I mean, I thought about like biology and natural sciences. We uh, didn't. The chemistry is almost exactly like what you see in your first year of chemistry. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So there's not a lot of ochem at there all. There is zero ochem on the. What about biochem? Yeah, there's biochem. Biochemistry is mostly on the um, biology, biology section. section. And would it just be like the Bioc 2300 that you take in your undergrad? Not even to that extent. Like okay. m the majority enzymes. of yeah, enzymes, I think. So uh, what about stoichiometry? Stoichiometry, like those calculations, C1V1s, yeah. solutions, is gases. All This is all in the chemistry section. Though. Chemistry, right? So Sorry, like yes. general chem, That's basically. correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and um, obviously you have to do the calculations without any sort of like calculator or anything. That's yeah, the that's the same on the MCAT too. Yeah, yeah. Just so get just get your <laughs> mental math up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last section, the reading section, that one is one that is a lot easier than the car section on the MCAT. Mm -hmm. It's genuinely like just reading comprehension that you would have done in elementary school sort of maybe thing. not elementary school that's a little bit bold but like maybe high school yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm talking like about it's like legible the, you know what's going on the <laughs> format of it right yeah. but like the actual readings they are going to be more complex readings about more complex things okay so let's explain this a little bit more in depth so the natural science question the natural science section so the natural science section it's an hour broken up between bio and chem so for bio, you have half an hour to answer 40 questions, 40 multiple choice questions. And the chem section, you have half an hour to answer 30 multiple choice questions. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot more calculations and things to do that take a bit longer on the chem section, hence the discrepancy between the question amounts. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah and so then for the reading comprehension section you have an hour for three reading comprehensions there's what is it 50 questions that you need to answer yeah so there will be about 15 to 17 questions on each of the passages i've heard online though that some people like some people would have 12 questions one section and 20 for the next one to be Mm -hmm. honest during the actual test i was so stressed out i don't remember the exact numbers that i had but something around that you'll just have 50 questions and then the actual passages themselves will range from like eight paragraphs all the way till 16 paragraphs. see that's a bold-faced lie because on our dat crusher We'll talk about this in a second, but on the resource we used, they were like between eight and 16 paragraphs. You're right. On the data, there's none that are eight. None. It's all like 14 minimum. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say like having that many questions per one passage, they must be longer. Like just comparing it to the MCAT, they're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. They're a lot longer. Paragraphs maybe. Yeah. Okay. So all of these, all these sections, how are they scored? You may ask. So, it's kind of a weird scoring system. So, you are scored out of 30. So, in natural sciences, you'll get a score from 0 to 30. 15 being the median. Like, 15 being 15%. 50%. 50%. So, yeah. So, the way that it's cut down exactly, life sciences, score out of 30. But then you'll see your biology score, and you'll see your chemistry score. Yep. And then, together, they'll make up the natural science, and then... Then when you combine it with your reading score, that will make up the academic average. Which is what schools look at. And then perceptual ability is, well, they have. Perceptual ability is its own separate thing. And they they ask you basically when you apply to like U of T, for example, they have the uh, PAT score. You put that in one box and then you put the academic average in another box. Okay, I have a question. I'm a little confused because I remember when I was asking about your DAT scores. So you told me them out of 30. So are you saying that your biology, chemistry, and reading all come together somehow to give you a score out of 30, and then your PAT score is separate? Yeah, so everything's marked out of 30. It gives you an average. average. So the academic average is your average of reading, bio, chem. Your Your total score is everything average. So bio, chem, reading. Pat, and then they look at Pat scores kind of separately because it's not like the exact same thing. It's also, it's like an acquired skill that you've had like two months to do. And this is still like we're talking about percentiles, right? Like you're scored relative to other people. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, um, about a 20 and above is considered to be above like the 85th percentile, something like that. I mean, the actual breakdowns are online, but should we be transparent? Should we just say what we did? That's but what I was thinking. We have. Um, we can we can say also what we started at for our like okay, diagnostics, yeah, cool. and then how we built to where we ended up. What was my diagnostic? I think my diagnostic. Explain what a diagnostic is. So diagnostic is like the first test we wrote, the first practice test we wrote. Like within the first week of our studying, just to and give then us what a baseline. We ended up getting. Um, so I think my diagnostic was like a sixteen, maybe a seventeen. I did really good in reading. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, for all my other sections that needed built up, I think I had the 17. Um, and I ended with a 24. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? We're, we're trying to do sound effects. Do it again. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound of the duck going? No, it's some random. Anyway, but 
Um, so for my own diagnostic, I started with a 20 or a 21. So Which I is already competitive, just saying. And it's then I ridiculous. ended up with a um, 26, 27. It was a 27. Oh, you suck! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what, what percentiles? What are those? So like, basically, if you remember. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Mine's a, nine, mine's a 90 second. Uh, and his is a 99th. <laughs> So, like, <laughs> obviously you guys did amazing on the DAT. Um, should everybody put that pressure on themselves? Like, wha- how not. important is it? Oh, this is my favorite question. <laughs> so oh my God, it's, like, it's like they talk to like, oh, my God, I love this question. <laughs> oh, my God, I love this question. <laughs> um, so, Adele not it doesn't matter a sweet bit. Not <laughs> one little. But you do have to do it. You, you have do to have do to it. do it. You have to get a 15, which is a 50th percentile. Yeah, the you minimum need to pass. You need. And they don't look at it any more than you wrote it and you passed it. And the average acceptance score for Dalhousie is a 19. So that means that if you if you have above a 19, you are above average. So, like, the diagnostic I wrote would have been enough. Wow. Okay. Wait, so, sorry. Is, are there any dental schools in Canada that don't require the doubt? Like, how there are some medical schools that don't require the MCAT? Uh, as far as we know, they all do require that you have at least written the dad. So you need to write. Okay. Wait, I want to bring something up. I remember in the summer, Sohil, you told me, like, some people just study for, like, two weeks and write the dad. Absolutely. And you guys, I mean, you can talk about later how you prepped for it, but you studied for, like, a few months. So mm-hmm. maybe the general idea here is that because it's not very important at Dal, some people just treat it as such. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, you obviously still have I to mean, do it. I mean, again, it depends where you want to apply is uh, from the research that we've done. The, like, average acceptance for, like, U of T is a 23. Okay. And so, I mean, if you want to apply not to other places, not just Dalhousie, then... Then it becomes more important. Then it becomes more important. Yeah. And I feel like it's a expensive... It's a very expensive... Oh, we should talk about how expensive it is. It's a very expensive <laughs> test. It Why wouldn't you try to do good? It was 600 just to, like, oh register oh, for the exam. Good. Yeah, very expensive the exam. So I guess now we could start talking about like what we did to prepare. Right. So me and Sohail both used um it's called Dot Crusher. Mm-hmm. It's an online resource. It was I think it was five hundred dollars for I our three month me- three month membership. Yeah, like with tax and everything, I think around that. Yeah. Maybe a little less. If you go online, I found a few like ten percent off discount codes. <laughs> Look them up, find them. I could in the email I'll send them out. Some of them I the discount yeah. codes. Yeah. Um, I think that it was an incredible resource for the amount of things that we got. So not only did we get all of like the materials that we needed to know, like just written out in lecture form and any sort of way that you would want to learn it, but we also for the pat where you know how you have zero experience to it, they not only had a lot of practice questions, but they also had like generators where they would generate different types of questions that you could possibly see. Okay, sorry, I'm disagreeing. Um, there was no lectures. They had textbook pages and they had supplemental videos for some difficult concepts um for the chemistry section they had do you guys know dave professor dave he he taught the entire chemistry section via video um so that's and then they had practice problems and practice tests um and so then for the pack section they had review pages how to do pat sections separately like study guides mm-hmm. along with they had lecture videos for those how to learn how to do pat along with all of the practice tests practice problems and the generators which we'll talk about in a minute i feel like we should do a big old disclaimer those sucked those <laughs> generators sucked do not use them oh my god y- you should use them to get no you should not <laughs> there was literally like 500 questions 500 like past like not computer generated question wait i have a question 
so I feel like again looking at themes between all these like professional tests like you buy practice problems or whatever but like not everybody uses everything that they get and some people use certain things so like walk me through how you guys okay. individually use the resources and what you got out of yeah. them yeah so may right. this is like probably what's gonna make everything make sense is Paige and I studied in different ways yeah. so um because you're different I mean you're different people so yeah absolutely um so the resources that I relied on the most for my studying, they had flashcards that they had made in advance for all of the topics. So Them being Dat Crusher. Them being Dat Crusher. So I had a great time using that resource and learning <laughs> all of the biology stuff. Um, for the actual pat, I... Should I go do what I did first and then you could say what you did differently? Because I did what they recommended and you just didn't. I feel like that makes sense. I mean, sure, but they did also recommend that you use their generators, so... Okay, let's start from the beginning. So... <laughs> in a, in the other words, he was just like, yeah, who scored higher? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know what? I did well. You did, you did very well. You did very well. So, for the biology section, which is the first section, we'll just start there. Um, they have... First of all, <laughs> Dat Crusher gives you a study guide... Okay, let's talk about that. They give you a study guide. They give you a day breakdown day by day on what you should do every day in an eight-week study period. So I relied largely off that. Um, so they would give you textbook sections to read, videos to watch, and practice problems to do. So they give you all of this on the resource on the Dat Crusher resource. They have these specific practice problems that are separate from the practice tests, which are also a great resource. Um, and on top of that, they had flashcards. So, would you like to talk about your flashcard use, So Hale? <coughs> sure. So, wait, can we just talk about how the dad made So Hale a flashcard boy when before he was a flashcard oh, hater? Wait, wait, you used flashcards? Well, no, but he used them. He I used pre-made flashcards. That's the that's the caption. That's a sin. Yeah, that's well, a, you're, you're not. You're, I don't you're know. With the flashcards now. You're out of the group. Well, no, I'm not what? with the flashcards. <laughs> I didn't make a single <laughs> thing <laughs> for use. So yeah, the difference between the main difference between me and Sohail in the biology section, which I guess I should um, preface was my worst section. Um, oops. Um, <laughs> but I did all of the textbook readings, which are really long and terrible, and I didn't like them. Um. Where, whereas Sohail just went in and learned everything from directly from the flashcards. And th th actually, this is not a surprise now that you say that, because this, this guy does not take courses at Dow but at textbook readings. Like, he purposefully doesn't take courses. You, you've, you've heard this. No, <laughs> he, yeah, no. He just doesn't do readings. And <laughs> to be fair, like, I don't know how much of the readings really stuck with me, because especially thinking about, as an example, mm -hmm. learning about the stem roots of a plant... It was like 50 pages about tracheids and xylem and phylum and all of these things that... Whatever, Miss Answer, why do you know this? Phylum is not the same thing. I hate you both. Okay, well, I think that's interesting that you just used the flashcards and then Paige just used the readings. Because, mm -hmm. I mean... I used the flashcards too, don't get me wrong, but that was like... It is I reviewed all of the content via practice problems that they... That they suggested and the textbook readings and then half like a month into my studying like a month before my test 
to review, I use the flashcards. I use the flashcards to review and not to learn, which was the difference between me and Sohail. Uh, so I'm just going to throw this in there in case anyone's like caught off guard by why we're all gassed about flashcards. Uh, go check out our second episode, which is <laughs> the flashcard or <laughs> not the flashcard. Yeah. yeah, where we talked about how Sohail and I don't use flashcards. So this is a very big improvement. Yeah, that's us. why I thought it was ironic that you were a flashcard yeah, boy now. No, just a little interlude. Sohail uses flashcards if they're giving to the, given to him. Like anatomy, I made all of these gorgeous flashcards and he just reaped the benefits. <laughs> I mean, that's literally like, I guess, work smarter, not harder. But I mean, if you have good <laughs> flashcards available, I do endorse that. But also making your own is half the learning if you're taking courses. At well, it depends how many times you review them. So that's, yeah. that's what I'll, it's that's all thing. I have to say. It's a whole thing. That. OK, moving on. <laughs> OK, so that's I think that's all we did for the bio section. Would you agree? Uh, the other thing that I did a lot of was they have question banks that have like 250 questions in them. Oh, yeah. And I did every single one of the questions. I did not. <laughs> so, like, every single single topic, there was, like, 12 of them. There no, was there was more than 12. I think there was probably, like, 30 because they mm -hmm. had, like, six sections with, like, at least, like, eight each. Right. And I'm doing bad math. That sounds about right. <laughs> but I did every single one of the practice problems, and I think that was a real helping thing. And then the other thing that I did was I marked the ones that I got wrong, and then that went to a specific section. I redid those again. Yeah, no. So what do you mean a specific section? So like you can like mark... on a drop-off yeah. venue. So there's a... There's a separate section of the Dat Crusher resource. Website, yes. Website, yeah. Which is all of your marked questions. So if mm -hmm. you had difficulty doing these marked questions, you can review them on a later date, and they're all just in one little convenient section. Folder. Folder. So basically for the sciences, you guys did a combination of, like, reading some of the textbook, flashcards, and just a lot of practice problems. A lot of practice problems. And, um, I mean, we both did really well on our biology section. Uh, no, 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 I didn't. Um, <laughs> my okay, I have Paige complaints. got a 22. It was still an um, amazing score to get in a biology I section. I just have complaints because I put a lot of work into that biology section, and a lot of the biology that came up on the actual DAT was not stuff that we had reviewed in DAT Crusher. Um, so this isn't, any, like, all props to DAT Crusher. It was a great resource. I'm very happy I used it. However, they can't know what the DAT, like, what the that is going to entail so they obviously like every year they switch it up and stuff they need to for like continuity continuity's sake and you also have to give yourself credit because as you mentioned like for medsci we don't have that level of biology knowledge yeah. given to us in courses so yeah. you had to learn a lot of it on your own and a 22 is a very good score for that oh yeah no so you need to yeah. hype yourself up a little bit okay yeah no it's just not what i like on practice pr tests i was getting like 26s before and so that's why like all very good scores i'm complaining about nothing i did very well i'm very happy with my score um but i'm just saying they asked me about evolution of before like neanderthals and like it was just all things that yeah. we never reviewed um so the chem section was actually quite different so um I think there was textbook readings, but they were a lot shorter. Most of the content came in the form of lecture videos from Dave, Professor Dave on YouTube. <laughs> um, and so he would give you a lecture. There would be between 12 and 30 practice problems to do, um, which was more of like an assignment. Those took forever. Those were hard. But I feel like they were very represented. They were a lot harder, actually, but quite representative of what was on the exam. Um, and so that's how I studied. Um, to like learn the information how did you would you agree that's what you did too so how yeah i did all of the practice problems and then additionally they i did do all of those yes they they have like formula books and so i just memorized all of the formulas on the formula book oh, did you use flashcards to memorize your formulas i actually 
partly did, but also there's like this feature on Notability where you can like tape out the actual equations and then you like just show them. So basically like a flashcard, but just easier to make. Yeah, I feel like that's relevant for all these entrance tests as well. You have to memorize all your formulas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when I did it for the MCAT, I used flashcards, but also, yeah, like just writing them out over and over again is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did they give us like constant values? I think some of them they did, like Faraday's constant. They 100% did. Actually, that was one of the things that we were s- uh, that I was surprised to see was at the end of the ca- like the um it was just a resource that was always there. You could actually on the f- page that gave you like the periodic table, it had all of the constants written underneath as well. Oh, yeah. Cool. Did does the MCAT give you the periodic table? Uh yes, and it does give you some constants. It'll they'll just be like in the question in the kind questions. of. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways. Oh, also, just um, uh, something we forgot to mention. There's no, like, passage-based questions. So you don't have to read anything. Every single one of the questions are standalone. What about reading comp? Oh, yeah, of course, on the reading <laughs> comp. Okay. But, no, yeah. So the questions will just be, like, what would happen if this enzyme went away? Or so just, like, like like two-liner questions. questions. Yeah. That's actually nice. That, I was, that, I was that picturing really passage. Nice. Yeah, that's but really nice. No, I I think like objectively it's like they're easier questions to answer than the dot than the MCAT. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Okay, but so then the how did you? I didn't talk about how I reviewed for chem. Is that all you did? Just the formulas? I did the formulas. Yeah. And like redid practice problems that you had a hard time with. Exactly. Um. So what I did, um, I had a separate like notebook. Um, for each section, I wrote the relevant formulas, and this was like writing down formulas, try, trying to remember them. I wrote down all the formulas and like prevalent information like I'm trying to think like thermodynamics there's just like concepts that you need to remember anyway just like the summaries of all of these information and then all of the problems that I had marked earlier I like tried to redo them and you know just standard review yeah I feel like those are pretty solid concepts I mean you see them like throughout the semester too like it's not like they were all fresh like to you guys like you probably carried them over from just like being a good student they were, for, for they were from first year. It was really far back in the archives for me. That was my biggest Yeah. How, so how did you guys prep for reading comp? Like, was that a lot of work or what? Well, just, like, the questions that we saw with reading comprehension, they were actually usually found within the text. So the, mon- the most important thing to do was to find out what was important to highlight, right? So that came with a lot of doing practice questions for me. What do you mean, highlight, Sohail? So, like, um... Basically, unlike the cars, they say that for the reading section, they actually suggest that you go back and find the answers within the text because you basically have 20 minutes for each passage, right? There's only three passages and you have 60 minutes. So if you highlight important things that summarize each of the paragraphs, then... Which you you can do directly on the computer screen. Mm -hmm, On the computer screen. Can you do that for the MCAT? Yeah, you can. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you will be actually be able to, once you see a question, you can go back and reference that paragraph and see what the actual answer is within there. So the types of questions that you see for reading are majority like, you know, either what was this number that we just presented to you, but also some of the times they would try to trick you. So, for example, they'll be like, uh, how many years was it between these two dates that we gave you in the text? And s- one of the answers will be the actual date. And if you're not paying close enough attention, you'll just put the date and you'll get the answer wrong. I feel like that's like every test. Everything tries to trip you up. Just pay attention to the question. Mm-hmm. Read the question. But like the co- but the theme questions that the cars is full of, yeah. I- it's 
pretty easy to actually answer those in okay. that because like if <laughs> there'll be like one word that is like very enthusiastic and then be like what is the theme of th what is like the mood of this paragraph and you'll be like enthusiastic and that's usually okay right. so as like because so Hill, i know you were a cars hater on the mcat which oh. like everybody is so doing the dot it wasn't nearly as bad like Not you were like you were even fine with it and it like wasn't mm -hmm. a big deal my um what I will say about the reading section is especially if you're using the dot crusher resource, the reading comprehension on this resource is a lot easier than the ones that are given on the dot. Um, I found my biggest issue was, okay, so what you can do when you're doing the questions, you can mark them and come back to them. Even on the real dot, um, you can mark them and come back to them. On the dot crusher resource, there's no time delay between flipping through questions so you can just like bang them right out like make sure you have everything that you wanted to review and like you're all good there however on the actual dot which was unbeknownst to me yeah. there's a two second delay it's supposed to be i would argue mine was five yeah. i was yeah i had a really hard like time it really depends where you're doing it they have a t uh thing that you can toggle so that at least the first time review you review the questions on that crusher it puts two seconds of delay between each question just to kind of represent what you'll see at testing sites Mr. answer is confused i don't know okay no I, I, i'm just interested really so while you had this delay your timer's still going oh yeah, yeah. That's so mad. yeah, so basically on the they prepare you on DAC Crusher for a two second delay between questions when mm -hmm. you're writing the actual questions. However, on the marked questions section, <laughs> when you mark questions on the DAC Crusher resource, there's no delay no, between it goes the questions. However, on the actual DAT, there is very much so a delay. And so I think I got to review like two questions maybe when I used to be able to do like nine okay and this was you out uh, you wrote at a testing center right this was yeah obviously. yeah and I, it's also dependent on where your testing center is so for example mine it was a little bit less than two seconds like mine was like maybe a second whereas at pages it was like four seconds so i did complain about that i think mm -hmm. that was That's terrible for my score give but you a survey at the end so that you can okay. actually say that mcat does that as well and they yeah. ask you a bunch of things but wow okay that's interesting okay yeah and finally the pat section all we did for that we just learned how to do them mm -hmm. and a bunch of practice problems yeah like that's all you can do did you guys struggle at the start with that section I struggled at the end yeah pat sucks pat you really just have to know what you can allot more time to and what you can allot less time to so angles if you see it you see it if you don't you don't so either you see the answer immediately and you select it and then move on to the next one. So don't spend a lot of time on angles. That's what I'm trying to say. Whereas like other things like top front end and keyholes, you kind of have to spend more time on. Otherwise, you will get the answer wrong. Okay, I think general tips I have for going through the um, like the academic, like just the entire portion of the that. That's not the patent. <laughs> um, there's a cross out section. There's a cross out ability. So if you like right click on a question, it mm -hmm. will slash out the topic. Yeah. So if you can become like if you can decide there's like two that you're stuck between, mm -hmm. um, then then at least you have a 50 50 chance of getting yeah. it right. It's um, an educated guess at that point. Right. Other than that, they they test breadth rather than depth of sections so learn as much as you can about everything rather than the like the intricacies of everything mm -hmm. um because they cover yeah like very broad array like what like we were saying there's embryology of a frog and then there's the mm -hmm. sugar carrying capacity of a plant and also neanderthals and also the development of 
the world Flowing. and rocks Flowing. and the primitive earth. <laughs> oh my god. So oh. yeah, it's a it's a very broad scope of things to learn. So just make sure you know at least a little bit about each. Yeah, um, biology, start flashcards early. I'd recommend being a flashcard girly even if you aren't one right now. Um, Become a girly even if you aren't one. <laughs> girly is an endearing term. Don't even start with that. Girly is a gender-neutral term. So. Yeah, you guys are both – well, not right now. You guys are not being girlies right now. But um, for Cam, yeah, just review just, just review the topics that you have a lot of um, struggles with. But the Cam, there, there won't be anything new that you'll see um, – any tip for reading in general? Just read a lot. Like, pra- like just in your free time, read books. Get faster at reading. Because I think the only issue I had was, like, I'm kind of a slow reader. Mm-hmm. So that was quite a hurdle to cr- c- cross. Yeah. Um, but specifically, you have three sections and you have an hour to do it. So if you're able to stick to 20 minutes per section, um, which usually entails reading for 10 minutes, answering questions for 10 minutes. So if you can figure out how to read these sections in 10 minutes, you're fine. On the dot, I had a really hard time with that. Did you? I literally, when I saw, I was always looking at the timer. So if I saw that a reading was going beyond eight minutes, I would just start skimming the rest of it just to make sure that I could actually get it all done in 10 minutes and go to the questions. A lot of the times when you see the questions, again, you're going to have to go back and find the answer anyway, right? So I just didn't spend as much time on the reading so that I could go straight to the questions is the way I w- tackled those problems. Yeah, I think you can kind of tell when something's going to be high yield and mm-hmm. you'll get the hang of it. So just yeah. just internalize that and that's the best you can do. No, literally, like if they give you a date, just highlight that date because it might come up. Fair enough. Um, I just have one question because I know this was what tripped me up for my exam. How is the testing center in the terms of – I know you talked about like the delay and stuff, but like is it like that MCAT strict vibe where no talking allowed between – or no, not even looking at people, and they, like, kind of pat you down every single time you go into, like, the computer section versus outside. Yeah, so, Hale, do you want to talk about... We actually had a terrible time trying to apply for our dots because mm. they, like, got rid of the Halifax Testing Center earlier this year. Yeah. And so, so Hale was able to get a testing date in Halifax. Yeah, because um, they reintroduced it again. But in, like, a temporary testing facility, so it's not, like, a pri- pro-metric. We should also talk about how we, like... Anyway, we'll talk about this after, like how we applied for the dot and everything. But the Pryometric Center, there's none in Halifax anymore. So So mm-hmm. Hell went through like, what was it like a convention center? Yeah, it's the one that's by the waterfront. So. Um, convention center. How? Yeah. Uh, is it? No. Anyway, it's just some interim <laughs> place. It won't be there when you write it. So don't worry about it. Me, however, I couldn't find a test date in Halifax, so I had to go to Maine, Bangor, Maine. I wrote my Canadian dot in the states, which is. Surprise! Something you can do. Um, if you that is re- that is really weird. <laughs> I had to call. I was so stressed out about it. But um, yeah, it, you, it, we so to apply to the dat, to apply for the dat, you go on the Pryometric. Prometric. Prometric. P R O metric site. Um, I think is that what the MCATs? No, no MCATs through AMC. MCAT has its own thing. And they're just through AMC. That's just okay. So there's a lot of tests that are through Pryometric. Anyway, so it's Prometric. You go through Prometric, um, and you. There's all these tests you can apply for. If you click that you are applying for the Canadian DAT, whatever set test centers come up, you can write the Canadian DAT at any of these centers. It's just through a computer program. And so when, when do these dates open up? Or when's the earliest you can write the DAT each year, if you know? Or just uh, during one time frame? Sorry. There's dates throughout the entire year. Okay. That's, like, the one thing that they've aimed Changed. to. Yeah, it used to be only twice a year, and now there's at least a date in every month. Twice a year? Yeah, it was, like, 
and it was like February and like October, like two terrible months. Mm. <laughs> so, so at least now you have that opportunity. But, um, yeah. So my experience was pretty good. It wasn't as strict as when I did the MCAT. Um, I s- believe that I did still get padded down every time I went into the facility. But um, when I came out, I they I was able to access my locker, go to the bathrooms, everything like that. Yeah, I think <laughs> you could use your phone if you wanted to. You could leave the test center and you come back. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't that. We had to get our fingerprints, and you had to take all. You had to take your sweaters off. Um, you had to take your jewelry off. So Hale said his was like a sentimental yeah, monument. I he couldn't take off, so he didn't have to monument. take his. I just said it was like an heirloom. <laughs> an heirloom. <laughs> family heirloom. Okay. I took off my family heirlooms to write <laughs> mine. So overall, chill vibes at the testing center. Much <laughs> more chill vibes. <laughs> well, maybe well yeah. not. Mu- they I didn't actually. Check. They didn't check my like glasses. Like. Oh, like the they MCAT. checked my glasses. Did they? They took my glasses off and yeah, flipped them all inside out. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at his face. You think this guy's gonna cheat? Look at his face. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So like, okay, still stressful because it's like a stressful thing to do. But mm-hmm. overall, like, it wasn't like traumatizing or anything. Well, the only thing that happened with mine was I went to the bathroom and then since it's like a hallway in like a hotel. When I was trying to walk back to the room, I went to open a door and it wasn't opening. So I was like petrified and a security guard was walking by. I was like, I can't get back into the rooms. You're not going to deal with that, though, because you'll have an actual pro metric testing center. So Hale was just in an (laughs) interim spot. So yeah, it was the wrong door. Ignore him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Oh, I actually had two more things to say about that. One, old computers, very slow computers, at at least at the actual pro metric testing site also they give you um a whiteboard marker and like a laminated piece of paper to do calculations on um make sure you had a good marker because my marker kind of sucked see something that i found helpful when i was running my mcat is that when i was doing like writing out practice stuff i I didn't use my ipad i actually used a piece of paper and a pen yeah like do everything that you can to get used to the way it's going to be set up in the testing center like that's what i did and it helped me feel comfortable on my test day and i know for the mcat as well like i did this plenty of times and i'm just talking to people like they take like maybe an extra one minute break with their five minutes or 15 minutes whatever how many minute breaks or they have their phone next to them and they don't like fully replicate the exam like just do it It, you'll be more it because it's a whole other vibe even if it's kind of more lenient with the dad versus the mcat it's still a whole different thing where once you're in there you're like good god this is the real thing yeah and the more you can stimulate that beforehand is better yeah like if you prepare yourself for it it won't be as scary and yeah also um one other thing about the test center just for people who are not familiar with this exam it's only three and a half hours Mm. so yeah i guess there's like the hour section and you have a 15 minute break between the sections yeah Wait, so, so talk about practice tests then. Yes. So, again, we did our practice test through Dad Crusher. And there was 10? There were 10 of them, and I believe we did all 10 of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. I did yeah. all 10. Yeah. Um, so if you follow the study guide, they tell you when you should do each of the tests. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I basically followed it. At the end, you get into your own study groove. You know what's best for you. But exactly. I did do all... Um, 10 of them and i did stimulate like testing environment conditions during all of them mm-hmm. oh also we were giving tips and tricks we just missed out on the pat do you want to like go through the sections and yeah. give just a little bit about each one what you did that was a tip or trick yeah okay so for um the pat so there's six sections of the pat you know you're gonna do 15 questions um every other day of my studying i would do like a simulated pat exam so like sit down for an hour do 15 of 
sit down for an hour, do 15 of each practice problem um, in timed conditions because the hardest part about the pat, like we were saying, is timing. Mm -hmm. So focusing on timing, putting yourself in that condition over and over and over again, replication, like yeah, you'll learn the tips and tricks that work best for you. Um, that was like my overall pat study guide. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I would say that for myself, the two that I found the nicest um, uh, tips for specifically on that was the angle ranking and the cube counting. So um, for like the cube counting, basically every single time I just made like a T-chart and then I would um, do a tally of each of the cubes and then fill all the information in afterwards. Okay, elaborate. So there could be six different types of cubes. So you're counting how many sides of the cube would be covered in this theoretical paint. Right. So you can have no, like no sides would be covered. If all the way to five sides being covered. Yeah. Okay, so you do a T-chart of how many sides of the cube is covered. On the other side of the T-chart, you put how many cubes of this side yeah, covering. Yeah, you do a tally on the other side. <laughs> so then once you fill that in, because the questions that they're going to be asking are kind of general, they're going to be like, how many have three, how many have two, how many have one? And they won't actually ask all six of those categories from you, but it's actually a lot faster to make that T-chart and then go and fill all the questions in rather than actually doing the counting every single question another tip i have for that section is like always start from the same side of the shape that you're given mm -hmm. so i used to start from the bottom left hand and then that way you have like a you have like a general theorem of how you go about all of the questions and it just makes your life easier yeah uh, and for the angles look at the answer choices because a lot of the times that'll give away what the actual answers are so for example um, if so they give you four different answers. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time, either the biggest angle or the smallest angle out of the four questions, two of them, two of the answer choices will have the same smallest angle. Yeah. And um, two of them will have the same largest angle. So uh, sorry, I don't think I explained that very well. So like the smallest angle, it will either two of the question answers will either be option one, for an example, and the other two will be option two. Yeah. And so you yourself compare the two angles that they're dis that they're s telling you are the smallest and then once you decipher that water asmr once you decipher that you can then just analyze the two answer choices that have your decided smallest angle does that make sense yes yeah. i agree and then you can just go that way it's less to compare than just like raw dogging figuring out everything that like figuring out every single angle and where it falls on the spectrum keyholes I think it's just practice because I don't even know if the like go like with your brain go around the shape and try to see which hole it would fit the best through like make sure there's no like really weird outliers that are going to make the keyhole hard to fit through. Yeah. Um the other issue about the keyhole is that th it could put it in through any angle like top down from the side from a corner like Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just that w Yeah, keyhole is always my hardest. I it, just choosing which one to go through the right hole is like Anyway, um, the Dot Crusher resource has really good like ways to like make your brain fit this concept. Very hard. It's also kind of hard to explain. Um, but wow, what a great topic for the podcast. <laughs> um, same for top front end, honestly. <laughs> this is definitely an audio media, <laughs> not visual at all. Front okay, end, back um, end, I, I guess I really don't have any tips for keyholes or top front end other than just like practice makes perfect. Do you have any? Um, and same for folding. It's a lot of just practice. I agree. It's a lot of practice. And if you just follow their tips and tricks on the website, um, 
it's going to be a lot easier for you to actually perform well. So On the off chance that any of you are benefiting from this specific segment of this specific podcast, let us know and we can really like grill into what the exact different like nuances that we use for these sections. But I feel like this isn't helping the broad scope no, of no, every people. I mean, in general, if you're... No, 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 no. It's good because, listen, these tips and tricks are critical for like any exam because there's always something that is... Like you do something that you probably don't even realize that you're doing. Uh, that's very specific to you, but it makes a huge difference in the end. Yeah, and, and yeah, anyone listening to this right now is like probably interested in the dat. So like everything and that you, you guys both did are very well. So like that's another inclination for them to t- kind of take your advice with, you know. Uh, Paige and I both got twenty fours on the pat section. Yeah, which is what like a ninety fourth. Yeah, it's like ninety fourth percentile. Yeah, so we did well. Yeah. I have a question. So you guys have obviously given like so much advice about all these sections, but if anybody listening like wants to talk to you more specifically about they something, they can just email us. Yeah, like would you say that you they could just reach out? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. because I feel like you've said a lot, and there's probably more you could say, but like, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody listening, if you have any specific questions or you want to talk to Sohail and Paige specifically, uh, I don't know if their contacts are on the Instagram. Maybe I'll put them up. But you could also DM or email. They're like with the email. Yeah. Always. You can always contact us about any questions you have. So. Yeah. How long did well just broad overview quickness? Um, how long did you study for Sohail? I studied for maybe okay May, June, and then I wrote in July. So two and a half months. I st- yeah, I started studying, like, second week of May, and I wrote on the last week of July. Um, I felt prepared, except for the bio section. I felt like I could have done better. Like, I felt like going into the bio section, I felt kind of worried about it. Um, so I felt like I could have put more time towards that. Do you have anything you would change about your testing, Mr. 99th percentile? Um, I would have got the 100. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> that's anyway, that's a, I mean, honestly, I thought that I went at it the right way, and no issues. Not, not too many. I think I should have maybe um, balanced my time better to have um, put that time maybe towards some other things. Like, I think I might have overstudied a little bit for the that. Well, this obviously, <laughs> coming out with a ninety-nine percentile, you would think. Just because it doesn't make any difference yeah. to so many schools. That, 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 so that many schools, it doesn't make any difference to Dalhousie. Yeah, but like. Yeah, I guess so. That's a fair point. Anyway, anything else to add, Sohail? Oh my goodness gracious. I don't okay. think that actually got picked up because I didn't hear it, but anyways. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me and Sohail. Um, my email is, well, I, I send out the email, so you know where to reach me. But Yeah, and you can always DM the Instagram too. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyway. Um, yeah, oh, fill, fill just r- really quickly before we go, mm-hmm. um, since this will be... Um, for all those of you who are not interested in dentistry, we have some interesting episodes coming out. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure speakers. they listened all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you yeah, never know. True. You never know. Actually, um, we got a lot of listeners on the last dot one, maybe dental one. Maybe there is some dental. Hey, our personalities are pretty good on this. We, we have a good vibe. Do we not? Yeah, people do you think people just listen to their li- <laughs> these the dad tips on their Sunday? Wait, shout out to my dad who listens to these podcasts. <laughs> He's like, hi, mom. <laughs> Yeah, watch the time lapse and try to pick out all of the fun things that we were doing. Well, no, no fun things. Oh, that's so cute. But I was gonna, I was just gonna ask since this might be the last time. It's just us four until November. How has the term been so far? In one word, describe your term in one word. Oh, a lot. Not two words, but okay. Oh. <laughs> Heavy. Heavy. Annoying. Uh, come back to me. <laughs> uh, mediocre. Mediocre. 
Oh, pick a different <laughs> word. Be creative. Yeah. <laughs> how's your <laughs> honors project going? <gasps> we should do an honors episode. How's your honors? No, we should do an honors episode in the winter once we're like we, we, we will. And we will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll try to I have I can't believe we're all honors students. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, we're not even talking about the dad anymore. Let's leave. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Fill guys. out the forms. Bye. Good luck on your dads. Bye. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you.